Hello and welcome to the Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Freed in the thrilling adventure, Escape for Revenge, the Green Hornet strikes again. Thrilling adventure, Washington story, the Green Hornet strikes again. publisher of the Daily Sentinel, entered the outer office and spoke to his secretary, Lenore Case. Good morning, Miss Case. Oh, good morning, Mr. Reed. I tried to reach you at home a short time ago. Cato told me you were on the way down. Was something important? Yes, sir. George Meadows of our Washington office phoned long distance. I told him I'd contact you and have you call him back. He said he'd be in the office at 11 o'clock. I see. It's almost 11 now. What time did he phone? Before 10, Mr. Reed. He said he was on the trail of something hot. He wanted your advice. Well, put a call through to the Washington office now, Miss Case. If you get Meadows, switch the call into my office. Yes, sir. I'll see if I can get that. Hello? Washington calling Mr. Bertrand. Oh, yes. Just a minute, operator. Washington calling Mr. Reed. Must be Meadows again. All right. I'll take it here. Hello? Mr. Bertrand? Yes, that's right. Just a moment. Here's your party. Miss Case told me Meadows was trying to get at me a while ago. What's going on? Meadows did try to get you. He was on the trail of something hot. But he wouldn't say what it was until he had talked to you. But well, put we... Meadows on the line if he's there. He can talk to me now. But that's what I'm trying to tell you, Mr. Reed. Meadows isn't here. He can't talk to you because he was murdered a short time ago. Murdered? Not George Meadows. Wait a minute, Miss Case. Tell me what happened, Hooper. Make it brief. Meadows placed a call for you from the office here. He couldn't get you. He went out, saying he'd be back at 11. Go on. He was entering the publisher building, 4th Street entrance, when he was shot down by someone in a passing car. The killer got away. Meadows was dead when the ambulance arrived. That's the whole story, Mr. Reed. But there's something big behind it. We're sure of that. I see. Well, this is quite a shock, Hooper. Make the necessary arrangements for Meadows. I'll be at the Washington office in the morning. In the meantime, see if you can get a line of what Meadows had found out. Okay, Mr. Reed, we'll do our best. Good. We'll see you in the morning. Goodbye. Goodbye, sir. See if you can get me a reservation on the midnight train to Washington, this case. Yes, sir. I'm going to be busy in my office for the next few minutes. I don't want to be disturbed. All right, Mr. Reed. I'll have to establish the fact that the Green Hornet's in Washington before I get there. I'll call Cato on the private line. Meadows must have really been after something hot. Mr. Reed's apartment? Cato. Oh, it's you, Mr. Britt. Yes, I'll get this. 
One of our Washington men has been murdered. I'm going there on the midnight train. What do you want me to do? It's a two-hour run by plane to Washington. Take the next one out. Go to our office on the ninth floor of the publisher building. And without being seen, leave a hornet seal on the door. Then take a plane back. You should get back before I leave. Yes, sir. I leave for airport within the next 15 minutes. Good. Be sure no one sees you leave that seal. Why be careful, Mr. Brisk? If I don't see you before I leave tonight, I'll get in touch with you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, Casey. What are you doing here at 7 o'clock in the evening? I'd like to know. later than usual to take some last-minute letters. Reed leaving town? Where's he going? Oh, wouldn't you like to know? If you hadn't been out of the office all day, maybe you'd have found out. Is that so now? I've been busy getting news for the Sentinel, that I have. And if Reed's leaving town, tis me who ought to know about it. Didn't his father tell me to be his bodyguard, didn't he? When old Mr. Reed turned the Daily Sentinel over to his son, he had no idea. Oh, case. Did you get a hotel reservation for me? Well, yes, sir. At the usual place, the Carlington. Good. Hey, no, that's the richest hotel in Washington. Is that where you're going, Reed? Yes, I have business in Washington, Oxford. I'll be back in a few days. But, Reed, I was just telling Casey when your father was running... I had one before, Axford. But no soap. I'm going alone. But wait! Hello? Washington calling, Mr. Bridgeby? Just a moment. Long distance for you, Mr. Reed. Hello? Mr. Bridgeby? Yes. Here's your party. Go ahead. Hello? Hello, Mr. Reed. This is Hooper again. What's happened this time, Hooper? I thought you ought to know. The Green Hornet's mixed up in Meadows' murder. The Green Hornet? How do you know? Holy crow. Quite expert. Hello, Hooper. We found a Green Hornet seal stuck on the outside of our office door. The police decided it's a warning of some kind. Really? Well, I'll be there in the morning. Meantime, be careful and get all the data you can for me. Yes, sir. I thought I'd let you know about that seal before you left. I'm oh, glad you did, Hooper. It'll be prepared. I'll check in at the Collington, then I'll come right over to the office. All right, sir. See you in the morning. Goodbye. Bye. Reed, what did he say about the Green Hornet? Axford. George Meadows, a man in Washington, has been murdered. For instance, who did it? We don't know, but Hooper says he found a Green Hornet seal on the office door. Left as a warning. At least that's what they think. The Green Hornet in Washington? But Mr. Reed just said, Axford. Holy crow, Reed. You can't go there alone with the hornet on the loose. Anyway, I ought to have a chance to hunt him down, seeing as I've been on Australia for so long. Let, let me go along, Reed. I just got to go. Mr. Reed will have enough headaches. Okay, Axford. You can come along. You see, Casey? Yeah! I'll bet the green hornet would be worried if he knew Axford was coming. Huh. No, ain't you sorry you ain't gone, Casey? Ha, <laughs> ha! Whoopee! Washington, here I come! The following morning, Rick Reed, accompanied by Mike Axford, arrived in Washington and went directly to Hooper's office in the publisher building. Rick lost no time in discussing Meadows' death with his Washington correspondent. Tell me, Hooper, did Meadows give any hint at all as to the so-called hot lead he was following? No, he didn't, Mr. Reed. I assigned Meadows to cover the hearing on the Fairfield Munitions Report. 
He attended the preliminary sessions of the hearing, was to be on hand tomorrow when the investigating committee is to have a reading of the report itself. I see. As I remember, that report is expected to blow the lid off a lot of scandal. Yes. Fairfield hinted as much day before yesterday. Huh. Don't seem like anybody killed poor Meadows just because he was assigned to sit in on a hearing. Oh, it'd have to be something more than that, Axford. Remember, Meadows said he was on the trail of something hot. Evidently, it got too hot as far as he was concerned. Yes, poor chap. By the way, Hooper, did you get a chance to go over his effects? You know, look through his wallet, for instance. Yes, the police checked through it, then left it here. I have it here in my desk. There it is. Let's see. Press car, driver's license. Here's an invitation to a reception. The place where his name should be has been left blank. Yes, I saw that. It's an invitation to Mrs. Victor Canby's reception tonight. Meadows didn't usually go in for shindigs like that. He must have received that from a society editor of one of the local papers. Who is Mrs. Victor Canby? Oh, one of the socialites around town who likes to throw formal receptions and invite all the big shots. <laughs> if you want anything known, just go there and tell it to Mrs. Canby. She's a Gabby Jane and passes on everything she hears. <laughs> She's been the cause of lots of red faces in Washington. I wonder why Meadows didn't want to be bothered going there. Maybe he had a definite reason for going, Axford. Come to think of it, I wouldn't mind going myself and seeing some of the Washington bigwigs. <laughs> well, there's your chance, Mike. Just go over on L Street and rent a dress suit. And with that invitation, you'll be all set. Hmm. I brought my formal clothes along. Maybe. Say, Hooper. Can you get another one of those invitations? Sure, if you want another. All right, get one for me. Axford can run a dress suit as you suggest. Say, Reed, you mean we're Axford? going to that? Tonight, you and I are going to mix with the Washington Big Shots at Mrs. Canby's reception. Why do you say that, Reed? Don't this dress suit look okay? Well, in a way it does. But uh, your vest doesn't quite meet the top of your trousers. Oh, that. Well, you see, Reed, it is right in that spot that he bulged just a little. Only when I breathe, that is. But when I hold me breath, the gap closes up short. Forget the bulge, you'll get by. Uh, do you think so? Sure, come on. It's time we met the hostess. The receiving line has slimmed down a bit. <laughs> I remember when me old lady had called her, she used to go right out onto the parks to me. <laughs> Come on, we're wasting time. to see you again, my dear Mr. A. Chris Reed. Um, How do you do, Mrs. Kelly? Oh, yes, of course, Mr. Reed. How could I forget? Uh, Mrs. Canby, may I present Mr. Michael Axford? Uh, How do you do, Van? Oh, Mr. Axford. Yes, of course. 
Thomas, you're from one of the embassies, aren't you? I remember your accent. Well, no, I'm not exactly from an embassy, ma'am. The fact is, I'm a newspaper man. Oh, really? Yes, Mr. Reed is publisher of the Daily Sentinel, and I work for it. You, a newspaper publisher, Mr. Reed? That's right, Mrs. Campbell. Well, how interesting. Oh, I'm sure you must know a great deal of unco- undercover news, uh, secrets about important things that we poor laymen are literally dying to find out. Well, we, uh... We usually print everything that's of interest to the public, Mrs. Campbell. Well, tell me, Mr. Reed, do you have advanced information on the contents of the Fairfield Report? Why, here it's going to bring to light a great amount of scandal. I don't know any more about it than you do, I'm afraid. Oh, oh dear, I was hoping I'd have a bit of unpublished news to give the girls at luncheon tomorrow. I tried to get Mr. Fairfield to give me just one little hint. He refuses to stop it. Oh, is Mr. Fairfield here? Why, of course. Everybody of importance is here at my little party. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yes. There's Mr. Fairfield over there, you see? Just going into the conservatory. So that's Fairfield, huh? Say, Reed, I got an idea. Maybe I can get an interview with Fairfield. I'd go after him, but I'd be back in a few minutes, Reed. <laughs> oh, 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 excuse me. I, I didn't mean to. Oh, oh, pardon me, lady. I didn't mean to. Yeah, yeah. Here's the place he was going into. So this is a conservatory. Looks more like a swanky greenhouse to me. Oh, Excuse me, I didn't know anybody was with Mr. Fairfield. I, uh, eh. What's the matter with him? Sitting there like that. Is he sick? You came in here at the wrong time, my friend. My business with Fairfield was not quite finished. Oh, well, I, I go out then and... Uh, eh, no. There's something wrong with Fairfield. He, he's dead. He's dead. Huh? <laughs> Adventure in just a moment. Meantime, Rick Reed waited for Axford's return from his interview with Fairfield. It was almost 20 minutes later when one of the servants hurriedly approached Mrs. Candy in a state of excitement. Mrs. Candy. Mrs. Candy. What is it, Charles? Something has happened to Mr. Fairfield in the conservatory. He, he has been murdered. Fairfield murdered? Are you sure? Yes, sir. He was just found slumped over in a chair in the conservatory. He has been shot, sir. Shall I call the police, Mrs. Candy? I don't know. The publicity is... Oh, this is terrible. Call the police by all means right away. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, 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 by the way, I picked this stud up. It was lying on the floor near the conservatory door leading into the garden. Well, let me see it. Uh, yes, sir. Maybe the, the murderer dropped it. Oh, I've heard stuff. 
Did you say something, Mr. Reed? Oh, I was just thinking, Mrs. Canby. You better get the police to our... Oh, yes, sir. Right away. It's necessary that they go to the Sentinel office in the publisher building, Mrs. Canby. I can be reached oh, there. Oh, must you go? You seem to know just what to the do. The police will I... handle things here. I'll see you again, but right now I must go back to the office. Goodbye, Mrs. Canby. <laughs> Reed hurried to the publisher building and was greeted by Hooper as he entered the door. Mr. Reed, I'm glad you've come. Things are really popping. I know. I guess by this time you've heard about Fairfield. Yes, just got the news. But that isn't all. No? No. Fairfield's files in his study at home have been rifled. The only existing copies of the Fairfield report have been stolen. Did the police say that? Oh, I didn't hear the news from the police. Not at first. I was in the Continental News office down the hall a while ago... When Fairfield's secretary, a chap by the name of Parker, phoned in the news of the robbery and of Fairfield's death. He lives at Fairfield's home. Oh, I see. Well, this blows the investigation sky high, Mr. Reed. Without that signed report or Mr. Fairfield's personal testimony, the committee will have nothing to go on. But the secretary ought to know the contents of the report. Just his word wouldn't carry any weight. That's right, it wouldn't. I suppose... When did Parker phone in the news? Half hour ago. Half hour ago? I... Hmm. It took me ten minutes to get here from Kent. What are you thinking about? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all, Hooper. If uh, if you should hear from Axford, have him contact me at the hotel. Good night. Good night, Mr. Reed. through the Washington phone book until he found a certain address. Then, opening a suitcase, he slid back a small panel in the bottom and took out the hornet disguise and the gas gun. Concealing these beneath his overcoat, he left the hotel and took a taxi cab to the vicinity of a certain home in Chevy Chase. Meantime, Fairfield's secretary, Hal Parker, Sat in Fairfield study, talking to a man from police headquarters. When did you discover the robbery, Mr. Parker? Well, I was out for the evening, Sergeant. Since Mr. Fairfield was going to the Canby affair, he gave me the evening off. I uh, returned less than an hour ago and found that the files had been forced open and the report stolen. Then I... I heard about Mr. Fairfield's death. I see. Of course, this is a routine investigation by headquarters. FBI have already been called on the case. Sergeant, now that Mr. Fairfield's been... been murdered, I am determined to do everything possible to help find that report and see the guilty party convicted. It's the least I can do for poor Mr. Fairfield. I know how you feel, Mr. Parker. Well, I'll get back to headquarters. My men have done all they can here. <sighs> you know, if you think of anything else, it might help the case. Good night, Mr. Parker. Good night, Sergeant. Parker. 
You... You must be the Green Hornet. I heard he was in Washington. Good guessing. What do you want here? You're going to tell me where to find your friend. The one who killed Fairfield. You're crazy. I don't know what you... Don't stall, Parker. I have ways and means of finding out things. Fairfield's body wasn't found until 20 minutes after he was murdered. Yet I happen to know that before that 20 minutes was up, you notified Continental Press of his death. Listen, you, I don't know anything... You jumped the gun, Parker. You thought the police already knew of the murder murder when you phoned. If this discrepancy should be pointed out to the authorities with an unsigned letter... What, uh, uh, what do you want? If it's money, I'll... I want in on the deal, Parker. You stand to get a lot of dough from the party who hired you to put this over. I'm in a position to help you and your friend cover up, or I can... Why, I'll have to have time. I can't... No, no time. If you want to discuss it with him, take me with you. I can convince him. Remember, if he gets caught, you'll die for the murder he committed. No, no, I can't. Okay, Parker, have it your way. Once the authorities start on you and they get that note, you... Oh, wait, wait. I'll take you to him. We'll make a deal with you. I know he'll agree to that. Good. Let's go right now. We'll take your car. And if you trick me, you'll regret it. Come on. East Washington, expert tied to a chair sat glaring at his captor. By golly, you won't get away with this. You wait and see. Sugar, lose hug. As soon as a certain friend of mine gets a chance to question you, you'll be found floating in the Potomac. You'll find out if you repeated what that other reporter Meadows told you. Ah, so you're the skulk who killed Meadows, eh? What do you think? for letting you murder me. Is that it? <laughs> you can't help yourself, mister. Well, no, maybe I can at that. Right here in my pocket, I got something that'll prove your guilt. And your friends, too. Is that so? Then have a look. Take this, you smart Jim 
Tip off the police. You should have known better to bring him here. We won't deal with him now or ever. No, no. But this will keep you from the police. Put down that gun. I'll put it down. After I use it, Horace. Come here, you. No, let me go. You weak need power makes a better weapon, killer. Shift you to be plugged Get the gun. Oh, no, you won't. <laughs> Take this one, big boy. Just this once. 
Let's get some coffee with you. Hey, I'm all for experts. You're a wonder. <laughs> 